Welcome to the Refuge Podcast. This podcast was launched from the idea to encourage college students on their walk to class, drive to work, or maybe just the mundane task of folding laundry in the basement of your dorm. Our passion and purpose is to equip and encourage you right where you are to be a disciple that makes disciples on your campus. We're invested in college students, whether you're 18 to 25, taking a gap year, maybe a fifth year senior, or attending school virtually, this is for you. Or hey, maybe you're just tuning in because you want to be a disciple that makes disciples, and we're quite okay with that too. Thanks for spending the next 15 minutes with us. Enjoy the conversation. One of our biggest, you know, flexes here in Hendersonville <laughs> is that we are friends with some amazing people, and they just happen to run a farm here, which is a you know a common thing in Hendersonville. Sure. And it's called Apples Jeter Mountain everywhere. Farms. And one, if you've come to visit us during apple picking season, which again is a huge thing here. Number seven in the nation producer of apples, Hendersonville, North Carolina. Number seven in the nation. Oh, okay. You would know that. Yeah. And so I guess, but well, because of our friendship with um, Jared and Jocelyn, that is our favorite farm ever. And so oh. if you come here to visit us in that time of year, that's where we take you. If you text us and ask us where should we go, we don't tell you the old school ones, the ones that have been here forever that I know are wonderful and that's great and everything, but Jeter Mountain Farms is where it's at. And I will just say, I've never really known any farmers that (laughs) I I don't think like firsthand. And it's an incredible, it's really an incredible thing. I find it so fascinating just to sit and listen to Jared talk about how his process or you know if you follow them on social media they're really good too at like kind of giving you the inside scoop at different processes throughout the off season for example like in the off season when it's pruning season they they have like 6000 apple trees or something like that That's on crazy. their farm and each tree can require up to 500 individual cuts and i mean there's not a machine that goes through and that does that like this is a farmer an individual person <laughs> During the off season, that hand by hand goes to each one of six thousand apple trees on that farm and starts to clip branches and prunes them so that they can grow fresh fruit again and start the cycle all over or whatever. Honestly, yeah. I'm I'm really not very well educated in this, but these are the things that just blow my mind. Yeah, we're and blown away. Yeah. Like that is his job. Like he prunes apple trees. Like it's just like such a probably I mean I mean the hardest work ever but it's so rewarding too to like look at that farm at the end of the day and like like I remember you telling me a story too about you being asking Jared like oh how do you know like how old different trees are and um, basically the answer is like well I planted them like I know what they are because like I put the seeds in the ground like these like and it's just like it's just really cool yeah there's no like excel spreadsheet or they don't have numbers hanging off the trees that say like how old they are I asked him he said that an apple tree gets one pound of fertilizer for every year of its life up to five years old. So once a tree is older than five, then it just gets five pounds of fertilizer. But if it's three years old, three pounds, four years old, four pounds. And I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. And I said, well, wait a second. And I'm looking over the, the, the property. The property is amazing. Like I was standing there with them. There's mountain views. It's unbelievable. And I was like, hang on a second. There's tons of trees out here. I mean, like it's overwhelming how many trees they have on that property. And I said, 
like, how do you know which one's three years old and which one's two and which one's four? And he just was like, oh, I just, I just know. And I was like, no, 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 that can't, that can't be right. Like I would forget, you know. I'm actually regretting right now that we just didn't have like Jared on the podcast right yeah, now. Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, well, he would have been the perfect like co-host today well, to talk about this topic. To give you a picture of Jared, you know, as a farmer, I, I, well, I'm not a farmer, but in my head, I picture farmers to be like, they're wearing overalls. They have. Like old McDonald's. Right. <laughs> right. They've got like a piece of grass hanging out of their mouth and they have a pitchfork. Like they just use a pitchfork all day long. Yeah. What? Like, just removing hay. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, Jared does not look like that. He doesn't wear... <laughs> I don't think he wears overalls, uh, but he's a stud of a guy. But um, they're awesome people. But I used... So when we were working on the content for our retreat... Here's the segue, four minutes into our podcast. Uh, but when we were working on the, the re- content for the retreat, this phrase, and it's not a new phrase, it's something that you've probably heard before, but just the phrase of going from root to fruit. Uh, and that's what we were really getting at with internal discipleship and how we talk a lot about the external, which is the fruit, uh, the external of go and make disciples. Here's your circle of influence. How are you influencing your circle? Uh, all of that stuff and strategically making disciples, all of that is external. And so we were talking more on the internal. And so the, the idea of root to fruit came to mind. And I love the illustration. I love visuals and illustrations. And, and I'm a terrible artist. Like I cannot draw well at all, but I love to like try and I love visuals. I, that's how I learn. And so I tend to be able to teach better that way when I'm drawing. And so just the imagery of a tree and growing and like the root and all this stuff, it just had great imagery. And, um, and so the idea of, you know, what does it look like to grow an apple tree properly? And so we thought a lot about our friends, Jared and Jocelyn, and um, just this illustration of a tree. So imagine a tree as you're listening to this, and the the root area where the ground is and the root area, that is your internal discipleship. And then what grows out of that, um, the fruit that comes out of it, or the branches, the flowers, whatever it may be, that is the external. And so all of that stuff out is external. And we say external, but a great word to also use is overflow. And so what we really wanted to to give you uh, listening today is really the practical steps and some of the things that go into, yes, growing a proper apple tree, but also it kind of feeds into, um, pun intended, it feeds into what it looks like for us to um, have a healthy root because ultimately, like it says in John 15, you will know, people will know that you're my disciples by the way that you love each other. And so you're my disciples, that's internal, but they will know that by the way you love, that's external. So we just kind of walk through like the health of your fruit is dependent on the health of your root. And so if you want healthy fruit produced, then you have to have a healthy root. If your root's not healthy, your fruit's not probably not even going to be existent, but it's not going to be healthy at all. And so um, we just kind of walked through a little bit of how you can make your root healthy. Yeah, and I think it's it's just a common question to ask in this walk with the Lord when he commands us to make disciples we naturally want to ask ourselves, you know, how do we know if we're making disciples? Like what shows that I'm a disciple in my life? And I think your fruit is really what's going to show your discipleship. So in your own life, evaluating, okay, what is the fruit of my life showing um, about Jesus, making disciples with other people and and growing in relationship with other people? And so um, 
today is really going to be all about how to make the root healthy. And, and that would be, yes, where everything needs to thrive to be able to grow and produce a healthy fruit. Um, and so we've got four steps we just want to walk through. And again, this will relate back to the apple tree. Um, but yeah, we've got four steps on how to make your root healthy, which is you have to water it, you have to prune, you have to fertilize, and you have to mulch. Yeah. With water, you see and a lot of this goes back to scripture, but you all know the story of the, the woman at the well. Jesus goes up to her, and it's a controversial conversation. They shouldn't be talking to each other. Jesus doesn't care about the traditional controversies. He's going for it because he's got a mission. And he's he gives her the phrase, you know, that I provide. What I'm going to give you is water that will never make you thirst. <laughs> and she's like, uh, what? And so there's this idea of water that we drink because we're thirsty. And he's giving the illustration that he's actually the essence of life. He's the water that never makes you thirsty. Um, he's, he's more than enough for us. Uh, and so that's kind of this idea of the essence of life is water. And so obviously making something grow, um, nearly every plant in our home right now is either dead, really poor example, dying yeah. mm -hmm. or on its way to death. Yes. Um, because Caitlin, has Adam's a job is to water them and you <laughs> no, won't water them. No, no, no. Caitlin's gift is, is killing plants. That's, uh, yeah. That doesn't sound like a gift. Though. It's not, but anyway, but a lot of times what can happen is that we'll we'll show up or like we'll we'll look at a plant we will look at a plant and see that it's you know withering away you go over there pour some water in it you know maybe give it a little bit of sunlight but the water is like what can revive it yeah. uh and so water is obviously a huge element of this uh the second one which i would say is probably the most difficult is pruning uh, pruning is not something that we love to do. And, you know, it's this idea of cutting off or cutting back uh, something from the plant or the tree to create space for, for health, for, for growth. And so this idea of cutting things out of your life, um, you know, it's about, it's about making room in your life for God to work. And a lot of times, I would say probably more times than not, you're having to cut back things that may be good things. They may be things that you're like, well, that's not bad, uh, but it's taking up a lot of your time or it's it's making it to where you have no margin in your life for anything else or it's causing stress or whatever it may be. And so this idea of pruning is simply making room for God to work in your life. And I think it's something too that oftentimes it's just not very comfortable. And I think no. that's why I say it's, it's just not always fun yeah. because... It, not only is it you, you know, figuring out in your own life things that you have to cut out of it, but it's just things you might feel convicted by or you feel like the Holy Spirit's speaking to you about that's just like, hey, this is not helping you. This is not building you up. This is not um, helping you grow today. Like you, you're going to have to remove that in order for there to be room for anything else healthy to grow there. And so it's a necessary step that has, has to happen for growth. And like I mentioned earlier, like an apple tree, you have to prune in yeah. order for fresh, healthy, new apples to grow. And so it's a, it's a constant process in our lives. It's not like you get pruned one time. It's something that happens very consistently. Yeah. Even like I was saying, the idea of cutting things back that may be good things, John 15 too tells us that he cuts back things that even branches that are even producing fruit, he cuts them back so that it will be even more fruitful. 
So there's an idea of saying, okay, that's great, but like I know that that can do more. So you have to cut some things out so that you can do more. Uh, so anyway, that idea of pruning is difficult, it's tough, but necessary for good health. Um, the next thing is uh, fertilizing. Now, obviously not the, the, the cleanest thing, but fertilizing is fuel. It's, uh, it's the thing that you're, you're putting into, you're feeding into uh, your root to help it grow. Um, a lot of times what happens here, the reason I said it's not the clean thing is because a lot of times what we end up doing is we're allowing unnecessary things in to the root that are what's going to happen is what's going to grow out of the unnecessary things is unnecessary fruit. And so whatever you're feeding, this simple phrase is, is, it just has a lot of, I think a lot of meaning to it, but whatever you feed will grow. That sounds very elementary and very basic, but think about it. If you struggle with anxiety, but you're not finding or getting down to the root of why you're feeling so anxious, then what you're actually doing is you're feeding that's this monster of anxiety, and it's going to continue to grow. And so until you deal with it, until you get help, until you have conversations, until you, you know, meet with a biblical counselor, whatever it may be, until you heal that, you're going to be continually feeding it, and that anxiety is going to grow in you. And so, so what do you think are those things then, I guess, that you should be fertilizing yourself with? Yeah, so the correct, I mean, if you think about good fertilizer for a healthy root, you're talking about scripture. I mean, first and foremost, scripture. Read, read, read every day scripture. Learn more. Read books that you've already read uh, in the Bible, and you can learn more. Join, you know, some of, some of us, let me back up. Some of us think we have to be going to a Bible study every night of the week. And that's great that you think that, but I would actually say that's that may not be the best thing for you to be attending a Bible study every every week or every night of the week, because um, you don't have there's not a lot of margin there if you're constantly um, sitting through a Bible study. I would say you need the Bible every day, yes, but there are other ways that you can feed your internal root, which is spending intimate time with Jesus one-on-one or having an accountability partner that's going to help you uh, walk through things very, um, very, I guess, personally and stuff that you shouldn't share with a group of 15, 20 people, something that maybe you should talk with with just one person. Um, so scripture is a huge deal. I think we neglect prayer too much. I, I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I think, um, you know, First Thessalonians, Jeez. Wow. First Thessalonians tells us to pray specific prayers. And so I think that um, that is an important thing to do every day. Uh, I mean, I would start with scripture and prayer uh, and then, you know, having someone accountability wise. But what were, you, what were you thinking there with fertilizing? Well, I know in Colossians it talks about whatever we do, work at it with all of our heart as if we're working for the Lord and not for human masters. And so I think even when you think about the fertilizer, it's it's the things that are just falling there and into the root that is like just an overflow of how you're spending your time and in your life. And so, yeah, obviously your relationship with Jesus, your your mental health, all of those things, um, caring for yourself personally. Um, it's just the things that are nutrient rich that are going to feed into that. Root. Yeah. A lot of that, this is simple and we got to, we got to hurry up, but, um, like having worship music playing in the background, you know, while you're studying or whatever it may be, turn off the country music. It's not helping you. It's not helping you get closer to Jesus. Mark my words. Uh, but turn on some, you know, some worship music. We have some amazing Spotify playlists out there for you on Refuge Retreat Spotify that you can follow. And 
just have worship music playing in the background. Those are things that are, are feeding you internally that I feel like will eventually help you change your attitude, change your mood that day. But then also you'll be hearing scripture and you'll be hearing good words into your head, into your mind that eventually will help. So there's a lot of things you can do, but that fertilizing is what you are feeding and whatever you feed will grow. And the last one is mulch. Now we were sitting in a coffee shop working on this content and Jared actually walked in and I was like, man, a lot of these notes that I'm working on are actually from you know, examples from what you do. And he goes, oh, let me check your process. And I was like, uh-oh, here it comes. You know, it's time where I either pass the test or fail the test. And we got to this section of mulch and he was like, well, there's not mulch around an apple tree. He said, but the idea is there. Uh, and it was the idea of containing and protecting. And so his thought was, you got to keep weeds out. You got to keep bugs out. And when you put mulch around a garden area or a flower or whatever it may be, um, that mulch is helping to contain and protect the root. Um, and his thought too was was this idea of protecting it from all the bad things that could come in, uh, meaning weeds and bugs and other things. Um, and so this idea of mulch for us with internal discipleship is protecting and guarding. I mean, Proverbs 4.23, a, a really popular verse, uh, above all else, guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. This heart, what it's talking about, guard your heart. You could replace the word heart with root. Guard your root because everything that you do flows from that root. So you have the ability to control what influences you. Yeah, it's so, so important. And that's right. Like you have the choice. Like what kind of community do you have around you? Like, what are you letting influence you? So that is what we have for you today. Um, just a reminder that the health of your fruit is dependent on the health of your root, and it's your fruit that's gonna show that you're a disciple. And so we have to make sure that we're following these steps with water, pruning, fertilizing, and mulch. But thanks for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We pray that these 15 to 20 minutes have equipped and encouraged you to be a disciple and make disciples right where you are. We release a new podcast every Monday, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this podcast. That would help us. Also, to see a clear picture of what is going on with The Refuge Retreat, follow us on Instagram at The Refuge Retreat NC. Our mission is to unify a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus, and hopefully over there, you'll see just that. Thanks for following along, and we'll see you next week.